Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Oh, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Better Together, everybody. Do you like that, Jeff? It was one of those, oh, I, I didn't see you there. Oh, hey. <laughs> I am so excited for the show today. Um, I'm psyched because we are going to get to laugh today. And although we did get to laugh along this road trip, we did. a lot. We did. I always need more. So we have stand-up comic Nikki Glazer in for a much-needed laugh today. Uh, our quote of the day, Among those whom I like or admire, I can find no common denominator. But among those whom I love, I can all of them make me laugh. W.H. Auden. Ooh. I love it. Um, thank you guys for joining us as always. If you haven't hit subscribe, please do. Our research shows that 70% of you are <laughs> popping in and aren't subscribing. If you subscribe, you'll get those fun little alerts so you don't miss an episode. Plus, it helps us tremendously. So we would be so grateful. And the numbers are just every day. P.S. We celebrate every time we go up. So we're like, yes, yes. we're at 20.1 or 21 point, whatever, whatever it is. 
We were literally checking it and cheering every day. And I think like laws of attraction are working for us now yes. because they just keep going up and we're celebrating, we're celebrating <laughs> and we are expecting them to continue to grow. But thank you guys for for helping us with that. Um, and, you know, what we'll do on our end is we'll continue to bring you these amazing guests that will help you get better and help you along in your journey. And I want you... one more cool thing about subscribing that people don't yeah. realize. If you subscribe to Maria's channel, YouTube will not only ping you about our videos, but recommend similar content. So Maria, you mentioned that you get great Esther videos recommended to you by YouTube. Yeah. It's because you're subscribed. So if you love our guests and you love our content, subscribing will not only help you with our show, but it'll actually enhance your YouTube experience. People don't realize that. So yeah. definitely worth it. Well, I just know from Kevin, he uses YouTube for a lot of music. So they sub like suggest other music and he listens to very eclectic stuff. Mm -hmm. So it really does help him. Um, if you haven't already joined us at Patreon for a deeper experience, please do. Okay, so Nikki Glaser is an American stand-up comedian, actress, podcast host, radio host, television host. Uh, in addition to being one of stand-up comedy's most important and respected voices, she's got multiple self-titled talk shows and... Um, she's going to bring us some much needed laughter today. No pressure, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Don't count. Don't count on it. I mean, like, yes, I will be funny, but, uh, I also like, uh, I'm, I'm listening to Taylor Swift's album too much right now to like really bring the, like, I'm in that kind of state. I'm in a folklore version of my own career right now. <laughs> Am I the only person that doesn't like care about music enough when someone drops an album to even pay attention? No. Okay. Maria, do not feel bad about that because I usually don't care at all. And I feel like insecure <laughs> that I don't care about oh, music, but Taylor oh, Swift is the only exception to the, to this for me. Okay. I, I really care about her a lot more than I should, or um, <laughs> is like healthy for someone my age. Like I, I really, she brings up like, I turn into a 15-year-old girl again around uh, around her. I think I just, like, really wish she would have been around when I was in high school to, like, help me through it. And so now she's, like, helping me through whatever I'm dealing with right now. I mean, I live with my parents right now, so I'm feeling 15 again. So I'm it's kind of uh, appropriate for Wait, you're the in setting that I'm St. in. St. Louis? Was it St. Louis? Yeah, I'm living in St. Louis, and I'm... I'm here in my dad's home office and I grew up in this house and I sleep in my childhood bedroom and everything's weird. <laughs> it's oh so weird. God. I was supposed to be here like, I don't know. I thought like two weeks and then it just, um, and that was in March. So wait. So, okay. So <clears throat> let's back up here. Yeah. You came here in March or you went there in March to escape and, you know, hopefully ride this out for a little bit. Um, now you're full on living with them. Um, did you get rid of your place in LA? Are you going to get rid of your place in LA? Are you confused about where you want to live like the rest of us? Yeah, I really am. I'm glad to hear you say that too. I actually, <laughs> I live in, I want to talk about that because it feels like everyone's kind of like, why do I even need to be here anymore? Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Um, I, I lived in New York, actually, and um, I had just moved into a new place March 1st. And I was in LA for the beginning of March doing some work. And so I wasn't even in New York when my place was being decorated and everything. And then right when I was supposed to get back on the 16th, that's when, you know, right before that is when stuff started going down. I had no, uh, the the decorators and people, I, I have no furniture, like a couple, I would say like six months prior to getting this place, I had just decided to get rid of all my junky furniture. I've been toting around since like my tw- like early 20s. And I was like, I'm going to be an adult woman and get a luxury apartment that I can finally afford because I've worked hard and I deserve it. And why am I living like a, like, uh, you know, I'm fresh out of college. I still, I'm holding on to, I have to rough it. And it's like, no, I've got some money. I'm a single woman. I don't have much, uh, overhead. So let's do this. So I got a, a really nice place that I was like, I felt like I was undeserving of even to begin with. And oh, no. I hired a decorator and I was like doing the th- thing that I thought I was supposed to do. Oh no! And then the world came crashing down and I've never even stepped foot in it and I'm paying for it still. And I'm locked in for 12 months no. on a place that I've never <clears throat> lived in. And so, um, and so I just went to St. Louis because um, long story short, I was in LA at the beginning of March to do a bunch of TV and my parents were out there with me because um, I was doing the Kelly Clarkson show and they were doing like a, a pre-tape of a Mother's Day show. And so they were like, oh, let's fly in your mom from St. Louis. So I was like, that's great. I was also doing Conan that week. And my dad is a huge Conan fan. I was like, let's bring the whole family out. So they were with me in LA when st- stuff started getting weird. And I just had this overriding feeling of like, I just want to stay with my mom and dad. This is really scary. I want to protect them. I'm really s- scared for them. And we've already been exposed to each other. So I might as well just like go back home, which always feels safe to me anyway. And, yeah. and then yeah, cut to mid. <laughs> when you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. We're we're at the end of July. End of July, I'm still here. And I just started looking at apartments in St. Louis to move out (gasps) yesterday. No way. Yeah, like I think I'm just moving here Whoa. oh my god i don't know like i can why would you live in new york now doing here yes what was that why would you live in new york when you can live anywhere now like why would you go into that congested closed up closet 
you, the only reason I was in New York was because I liked doing comedy clubs every single night. Like I was addicted to just going on stage every night, which you can't do anymore and going to restaurants you can't do anymore. And being out of my apartment. I mean, I had a nice place, but like, uh, it's about the social element of living in that city and it's just not there anymore. And then LA, I was kind of considering going there Ugh. and it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on either there. I was there last week and I'm like, wow, it feels dead and kind of, I walked down the street to get a Starbucks for my, like the place I was staying. And I was like, I, I feel scared a little bit. Yep. It's just like, even in West Hollywood, it's like the, it just feels, it feels eerie. So yep. I don't know what, what are, where are you? I'm in Connecticut. <laughs> you really? So I think it was maybe four, 13 or 14 years ago, we bought this house and we called it our doomsday property. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Here we are. All of this. Yes. (laughs) And so my parents have lived here and we, you know, we come and visit, but it's really been for them to kind of just enjoy and have like a beautiful, you know, property and whatever. And so, um, yeah, we have been just feeling like, why are we going to stay in LA? Like we were staying there for work. And now we're kind of like looking at all different places. I'm I'm getting my dual citizenship in Greece. Um, oh, well, wow. yeah, my, just like the Hankses. Do you know that the Hanks, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson just became citizens of Greece? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Um, you know, we got married there. My family is yeah. from there. Like, we love it. And so I was like, I want to be able to travel there. And if I'm a dual citizen, I can travel there. This travel stuff isn't going to go away for a long time. And I'm not somebody who can just not travel. I I like to to go places. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just – and I don't know where we're going to live and what we're going to do. But I am very happy here in Connecticut right now. People actually smile and wave at you. They don't (laughs) growl at you. So, you know – I, I think like I was, I don't know, LA was great when you worked there and, yeah, and now, you know, when I go walking, I'm like, oh, hi or whatever. And people just growl at you here. People are like driving, you know, by, we're going for like morning walks and they're like, hello. And we're like, hello. <laughs> it's so nice. I, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I, I just feel like LA and New York, I'm glad to have built my career living in either of those cities. I kind of flip-flopped back and forth after college. And I just feel like it's almost a young person's game. Like I just kind of want to settle down and be somewhere where I'm not. I I think my desire to be in those places was to be a part of the mix and to build a career and always be available. And now I'm kind of like getting more comfortable with saying no to things. I don't want to be that available for every little thing. And I've been able to conduct business from St. Louis pretty easily. And I've gotten more into podcasting and broadcasting, which you can do anywhere. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you can, I've been on a lot of TV shows from this exact office. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think it can be done remotely. And I think everyone's kind of learning that. I know for sure. That's what we're all learning. And, you know, I know you went and did Jimmy Kimmel live recently, which I was watching and literally dying laughing the fact that you're like this is the highlight like this is such a huge moment for me and it's gonna suck so bad because (laughs) there's no one to laugh I'm still like in shock so Jeff's wife you know works at um Jimmy Kimmel I was like why don't they use canned laughter to help a little bit 
I know. I, I don't understand. That was actually part of the monologue that I had pitched to them was because I was just watching other guests, guest hosts monologues. And even if the jokes are so funny and they kill, it's mm-hmm. so awkward with no laughter. I mean, yep. even the soup has like a, the camera guys laughing and it's something, you know, yeah. like, you know, even just a, a couple people laughing would give it something. some texture. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, I would have taken crickets. At least it's a noise. I mean, that place was just, I wish that there was an infestation in that house that we record from, but I even pitched to them. Like, can I, can I say, let's use canned laughter because I don't understand why sitcoms get to have it. Yeah. And somehow people suspend disbelief and are able to put up with that at yeah. home. But for some reason with a late night host, you need them in front. It's either all or nothing. I, I, I don't know that I agree with it well, because it's, it's so weird. No I will laughter. say so I want it as an audience member and I want it in wrestling too. Like in wrestling, they're out there wrestling and I'm like, please just give them some canned laughter or something or like sports. Same thing. We need that. Even if you have to lie to us right now, we need yes. the lie. Lying is okay in this scenario, but you killed it. Um, you were so great. We were dying laughing and your Nikki's quickies. Is that <laughs> oh, like a gosh. new thing that you just created for that? Cause that was awesome. Well, you know, I, st- I, I've been doing it on my Instagram, which is, uh, I've been going on speed dates <laughs> on my Instagram. Uh, and I stole the idea from my friend, Andrew, who uh, had been doing it, Andrew Collin, who had been doing it uh, a lot. And I was just, he, he does it like three times a week where he just goes on his Instagram and he pulls up different people that request to go live with him, different girls. He's like a single guy in his late thirties. He's, he's one of my best friends. And I was addicted to the show of watching him go on these dates. And it was very real. And like, there was, it wasn't just all for show. It was like, it felt like very intimate. Like you were a fly on the wall. And then I saw that show dating around, which I don't know if you've seen the show no. on Netflix dating around. Is it good? I really, I recommend it because it's not like the bachelor or any other kind of dating show. It's, it really is very awkward and shows how awkward dating can be because that's something that I've always been so, I hate dating and I don't understand why anyone, <laughs> I guess no one really loves it, but I really, really hate it. I feel so out of control. I don't feel myself. I feel like you're auditioning. Awkward. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, that I don't have my lines memorized and I didn't get any sides. I have no prep. And it's just, I just feel I hate it. It's one of the most, I would rather do anything else than go on a date. I most, I cancel first dates all the time right before it. I don't date at all. And that's, I think why I've, I had my life kind of scheduled where I did stand up comedy every single night, because that way, if anyone asked me on a date, I could always say, I can't, I have a set. And then I was watching this dating round and I was also watching my friend Andrew do it. And I was like, Oh wait, it's not just me. Dating is freaking awkward. And I, that's not an excuse not to do it. And I'm 36. I'm living home with my parents. I would like to have a partner to go through, uh, through a pan, the next pandemic with, or like, (laughs) you know, this, I feel like this is just the way of life now. And I, I am kind of mad at myself for not having done it like dated more because I just feel so behind the curve in terms of trying to find someone. And, and as much as I'm probably not ready for it because I just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I'm at, but I I'm so scared to do it, but I just decided I'm like, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to do this live dating thing because I'm more comfortable doing things on camera than by myself uh, in, 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 in everything. I would rather do everything on camera than 
alone with someone intimately. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll just have thousands of people watching me go on these dates. So I did it. And, um, and then I pitched it to Kimmel as, or they pitched it to me because they had seen it and they were like, do you want to do that dating thing on the show? And I was like, okay, sure. And, um, and I haven't done it since the Kimmel one, but I did it two times prior, like just from my parents' living room the weeks before. And it was excruciating and it was really (laughs) vulnerable. I hated every second of it. I felt not funny. I felt um, because people got mad when I would try to be funny or try to interview them. They'd be like, this is a talk show. Just get a talk show. We turned tuned in for a dating show. And I'm like, okay, well then I, well, I guess I don't know what, how to do that then. And the answer is, I just don't know how to date. And it's, and it really, it's, it's hard for me. And I, I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like feeling like I owe, I feel like I owe a guy something if I go on a first date with him and I owe him a second date and I owe like, and it just turns into this kind of obligation. It, it freaks me out. Yeah. We have a lot to unpack there, Nikki. So much. <laughs> I haven't even unpacked for my trip to LA last week, literally. So there's there's so much unpacking to do. I I don't know what it is. It's just, I like to be in control. That's why I do stand up. That's uh, I'm just a control freak. And with dating, men do not, that's not a... It's not a good characteristic to have in a relationship. Mm. I, I don't think that that works for me in a relationship. So I'm having to like sit back and just let them kind of lead. And it's excruciating. Well, and what's crazy yeah. is like, I, at first, you know, I'm like, oh God, she's going to be in St. Louis. There's going to be good, nice men there. <laughs> like, okay, you're going to have such a better experience dating there but you can't (laughs) date anybody in the pandemic i don't know how people are doing it how it's like and by the way nikki this may not end this might be life no right i know we don't have cures for all viruses guys i don't know why everybody's like oh yeah everything's just gonna go back to normal once we get a vaccine you're like wait 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 wait. first of all that vaccine whatever which one comes out first could grow a second head for us okay or we could all start getting new genitals or who knows what's gonna happen right they're rushing the testing so much that yeah there's no way to know what the long-term effects of this vaccine and i don't want genitals that don't take vaccines (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's scary and i know that is that is what i'm most scared of it's like i I really messed up not finding a boyfriend. I'm so jealous of people who have partners. And I know that the grass is greener and a lot of people are in relationships that they're like, man, I wish I would have gotten out of this before this happened. So I know that there's always two sides to this, but there's something about, I I really am kind of disappointed in myself for not having found someone before this. Well, you know, I feel like it's almost like a desperate situation, but we all like so many women, we choose our careers over our personal lives, right? And also, you know, I always say to people, this business, like the entertainment business, is there's no real total path to making it, right? So like to be on camera, let's say, um, you want to be a doctor, you go to medical school, you're going to get your degree and you're going to be a doctor. Like it's boom, you get to do it. Lawyer, you go to law school, boom, you get to do it. Now, whether you're, you know, ABC level, whatever, that's on you. But like, there's a magic that comes with being on camera that it's, you know, one in a million that gets to. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. You succeed in this world, so you have to give it everything you have to succeed. And then when you're in it, you've got to give even more than you got to find reserves that you didn't even know you had to stay in it. So as women, it's very challenging for us because we also are made to reproduce and do all these things. And we're like, shit, I don't have time. And you wake up and you're like, oh shit, like time's ticking and now like for me i remember i was 35 i started freaking out i'm like oh my god i'm never gonna have time to do kids so i did ivf and you know locked a few things in the freezer (laughs) my mom keeps saying maria the babies they're very cold (laughs) (laughs) and so anyway frostbite yeah it's Um, hard I, I completely relate to that. I think it, I just blinked and I, it went from being 22 and I was like, I have time. Let me just like, I don't need to worry about a guy or kids or even think about that. And it just felt so cliche to say that, but it really feels like it went by like that. And now I'm 36 and I'm still on the fence about kids. And that's not a place to be at 36. Like you don't get to be on the fence. You need to make a decision. And I just haven't yet. And it's so hard. I am so, I still, I just feel so stunted when it comes to relationships. I want to be in one so badly, but the people I'm drawn to are still the people who are unavailable and not that great for me. And the people who are like me and tend to like really want to get to know me and commit to me uh, truly disgust me and like (laughs) make my skin crawl. And I can't help it. I don't know what to do about it. I, you know, part of me just goes, should you, you do you just fight it? I've done that before where there's a guy and you're just like, Oh, I just, he's just grossing me out. He just like the way he looks at me and he seems like so like, I don't know, secure. And it just, and I, and everything about it's repulsive to me. Um, but I fight it and then it never, it never goes away. I don't, those people don't win me over. I try to like go against my instincts, but I'm just drawn. I'm still drawn to like not that great of people and not that available of people. And I'm working like crazy on myself to attract the right person. Cause you can only attract people that are as healthy as you and you can't love, you can't let anyone love you until you love yourself, all that stuff. And so I don't know how people love themselves so much to like be loved. I feel like I'm a very intelligent woman. I have a good career. I, um, I have a lot of things going, I'm intelligent and nice and kind. I have a lot of things going for me, but I just don't like people who like me. So I guess <laughs> I don't like myself. I mean, I must have low self-esteem. I don't know how to get rid of it though, but I, I go to therapy. I meditate. I read self-help books. Like I do everything I can, but I think it's a little too late now. No, 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 no. You just got to get the right person that can help it's you. Go. the right person. Yeah. Because so we did a whole episode. I forget who it was with on self-love. Um, Jeff, you might remember. 
Deidre Hade? Was that? She was self-love, no, right? she was great. Um, she's actually great. We can prescribe a few episodes for you. Okay, <laughs> um, please. When I meet people, if it's like they got cancer, I'm like, okay, you need this episode, this episode, this episode. Yeah. Um, for you, it's funny. Patty Stanger was on my show just before the pandemic, and she was talking about how you should never go on a first date. You should always do a Zoom date. And I was like, <gasps> is she psychic? Because yes. like within Whoa. two weeks, it was like, okay, the only thing people can do is Zoom date. But it does. I didn't even know about Zoom until after this thing started. That's really ahead of the curve. She, yeah, she's someone who I got in my head um, early on about dating of like, always have your hair straight. Men want to be able to run their hands through it. Always look like, like what? dress very feminine and like uh, all the kind of things, ideas she put in my head of um, what men want. And, and that's another thing I resent is like trying to be someone I'm not on a date to look a certain way for them yeah. and to, and I just, uh, but also w- wanting to be myself, but being scared that myself will be, I'll be rejected, but you can't be too much yourself. I mean, you can't give it all away too soon. Um, so that's hard for me too, because there is a lot of me out there. I mean, if someone listens to my podcast, I'm like, oh, okay, well then, we're already practically married. You know so much about me. And so there's, there's information out there that men can look at and, and get to know me fairly well. And I think that's, that's probably what's keeping a lot of guys at, at bay as well as being like, this girl shares too much and I don't want to be a part of that. So yeah, I've got to be better about that. I think there's like well a combination as, here. Like, first of all, um, we had a really great Reiki master on yesterday and her name is Patty Penn. I feel like if you did a little bit of work with Patty, she can help you. Like therapists are amazing, but they take forever. She gets right to the root and she can help you understand why it is that you don't like the people that like you, right? Why you're only attracting the people that disgust you. It's because you're afraid to be loved. You're afraid to be vulnerable, right? So you're pushing everybody away. Well, I just did it for you. There you go. Yeah, Um, you really did. I mean, you... (laughs) Right. Like if you think about it, like you don't want to be vulnerable. So then you're, you're deflecting everyone. She said to me once, cause I I had a session with her and I said, God, like I, I know bad people instantly. Like there's like, I spot them in the room and I know they're bad. And she's like, if you keep looking for the monster, you're going to find the monster. And I was like, Oh, for the love of God. So I had to stop scanning, right? Like I would scan cause I was always in self-protect mode cause I never felt safe. And so someone like her can get right to the root, which I did just now, but she'll go even better and deeper and stuff. But you need to change your attraction point, right? And you kind of know this because you're doing some of that work. But some of the things that I need to work on, what I do at night is I'll say my prayers every night. And then I ask the universe, please continue to send an abundance. Continue to send means you're already sending. You're not coming from a place of lack. So Esther Hicks, I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I listen every morning to prime and get ready in the right headspace. But you don't want to come from a place of lack. What you want, what you desire, and what you believe have to be completely congruent for the universe to give you what you want. So if you desire a relationship to go through the next pandemic with, or even the rest Mm -hmm. of this one, but you don't believe it's really going to happen, guess what? You just blocked it. But if you can get yourself to, to desire and then believe it can happen by starting to visualize what it would feel like to have that partner next to you, to be running around having fun, to be laughing, to be having the experience as if it already happened and living in that space, you're going to start to change your attraction point and it will come, but you have to really believe it. And so I ask every night 
for an abundance of amazing people to continue to flow into my life, amazing um, produce, uh, producers, collaborators, investors, people to help bring my visions to light. I ask for an abundance of, um, of, of love and positivity. I say, I ask for money to keep continuing to flow in easily and frequently. These are like things that I've picked up from Esther that I continue in my nightly. And then I go through my gratitude list of everything that happened in the day that I was grateful for, because I'm changing my attraction point. I'm not focusing on the bad things. I'm focusing on the good things. And by the way, when you start to do that, you remember so many things that you totally took for granted and totally forgot yes. about. Even amazing things. You're like, how the hell did I forget that? That was huge. <laughs> so yeah, these I, are the things I, I'm doing I mean, at night. That's really good. I, I I just got into prayer, like just during this pandemic of just believing that there's something bigger than myself that is looking out for me and all those things. I, I mean, I come from an atheist family. My mom literally walked in on me praying a couple weeks ago and it was, I would have had her preferred her walking on a, in on me, like in a gangbang. I mean, <laughs> like, that's how weird it is in my house. Like we couldn't talk about it. I was like on my knees at my bed, like old school style praying. And, um, and it was just so embarrassing because it's just, that's just not something I've ever been told is okay. And it's for dumb people. And it's for people that, you know, it's, it's just, you're, you're too intelligent to think that there's a God, but you know, the God of my understanding is just, it's really helped me get through this. And I, I need to do exactly what you're saying, which is already be practice gratitude mm -hmm. and know that I'm already getting those things. But the visualization had really resonated with me. What you just said of just running it through my head, picturing how that would feel to yeah. have a partner. And, um, because I don't do that. I don't let myself fantasize. As soon as you said that, I was like, Oh, that made me uncomfortable because I mean, I, not to make it about, about sex, but even like when I do stuff alone in, uh, you know, sexually, because that's all I have right now, <laughs> I rely very much on porn. I must say like almost if porn didn't exist, I wouldn't masturbate. I just, I do I have no imagination when it comes to that. And I'm a very creative person. I mean, yeah. obviously that's what I do for a living is like create, but I don't have any imagination when it comes to sex or intimacy at, at all. And so I think that's something that I probably need to do. And it, and it's why I'm watching down to earth with Zac Efron, uh, that <laughs> quite frequently just to Dad. see what it would oh be like God. traveling with I him. You. <laughs> but you don't, you don't think you deserve happiness, right? Um, that's the I, thing. I like you no, said, like you had to struggle. like, you had to fight to deserve that apartment. You had to fight to deserve your success. Yes. And so between the deserving and the vulnerability, it's a recipe for disaster because you're like, wait, uh, your rational brain is like, I'm working hard. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hard. And like, I made money and I should be able to do this. Well, who's stopping you? You. 
me. You're so right. I I mean, you just really, you're good because, <laughs> dude, that is exactly it. Everything for me is has to be, if I get any reward, it's on the other side of a punishment. Like mm. I, I have to go for a grueling run in order to like really have a, a meal I enjoy. I have to um, work hours on a script or something. If I am allowed to take a nap, I, if I'm allowed to watch TV, everything, there's a punishment before, oh my God. usually before, because I can't even, enjoy, it's not, there's never really enjoyment first and then punishment later because I can't enjoy the thing unless I've already suffered for it. And uh, it's just ridiculous because I don't expect that from anyone else in my life. I want everyone else to just feel Mm -hmm. joy whenever they want to. And as much as they want to without some consequence, but I just, uh, I'm a very punishing and um, punitive Mm -hmm. person to myself and, and it's got to stop because it's getting old, but um, yeah. Do you have any of that? Like, do you, do you feel, or have you overcome any of that? Because you're such a hardworking person. I mean, isn't that part of what makes you so hardworking is so you can enjoy something on the other side of it and feel not guilty for it? Yeah, but it's funny because <clears throat> I'm going through the same stuff right now where I'm reevaluating everything, right? I have realized that because I grew up with like violence and abuse, right? So I'm a, I am very allowing of people to treat me poorly or to not respect me or any of that. And then when they are nice, I forget because I instantly forgive. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, we can keep going. And it's like, wait, like I, I can't live like this anymore because, but I just identified it in, in just this last week where I'm like, and I'm sure I've identified it before, but I've been too busy. But I was like, Kevin, mm-hmm. we both had abusive situations and we are so okay with people just being narcissistic, um, like the people who abused us or... Um, um, just, yeah, I mean, just okay with continuing these cycles. And I'm like, I'm going to do a massive emotional clean out while I'm here in Connecticut. I am going to chart my entire life out. Where am I putting my energy? Who am I putting it in? Where I want to go? You know, Patty told me yesterday, she was like, and she was being kind. She Mm -hmm. goes, you're operating at 50%. And I go, yeah, that's about right. But she's like, but really maybe like less. And I go, yeah, probably like 40% because I'm so exhausted because I am allowing things to take place and people to stress me out and drain the shit out of me because I have a high tolerance for it. Right. Right. And so I'm working on it. We're all work. First of all, we're all works in progress. We're all trying. That's why I do the show every day because I'm bringing in these experts that are helping me unlock this stuff for me and for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it's really hard to deprogram our programming, right? And so it all starts as you know, so many of the Bruce Liptons and the amazing gurus I've had on the show. It all starts like before the age of ten, right? Mm-hmm. How we were programmed in those early years really sets the stage. And even Patty was saying yesterday, like when you see a 50 year old having a tantrum, it's like their five-year-old self. It's just that. And so we have a lot to unpack and a lot of work to do. Um, I, and you know, you probably have to go back and look at like maybe even traumas in your childhood that shaped you to this point. And then if that's the case, which I'm assuming is right. EMDR. Have you heard about EMDR? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. So we had the, an amazing isn't it like blinking and like looking things and no fingers and yeah. Well, it's tapping. sound and and eye movement, but rapid eye movement and sounds. And so we had Tammy Velasenti on the show, who is incredible. And I have done um, Skype sessions with her, Zoom sessions with her. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. And so um, I clearly have to go back in on this because sometimes you can like get past one, but it's like there's a little residual. I'm going to go back Mm -hmm. in on this um, and I'm going to do another session with Patty Mm -hmm. as well. And I feel like, listen, we're just, we're trying, but it's so easy to identify the issues in other people, right? And then if you're doing this work, you can start to identify it in yourself and start to apply some of these things and things change instantly. Like energy is so real. The energy you're putting out is the energy, you know, you're repelling these guys because you're scared. Yeah. I I mean, I, I wouldn't, the guys that I'm attracted to, I would not let them date my friends, you know, like it's so ridiculous that I would put up with it for myself. And it all does come back to, the person that I, the way I felt as a kid, just, um, just scared constantly, constantly terrified, um, constantly feeling less than invisible. I think that, uh, yeah, I, my self-esteem was like set in a place. Like I'm still like 15. I, I got an eating disorder when I was like 18 that kind of like really uh ruined like just I I am before the eating disorder and after like that's my life is like cut out into those pieces and it it all led like there was stuff that happened before it that led to it happening but I really feel stuck right before it and almost longing to get back to that and I didn't heal a part of myself that that was meant to heal and nothing gets healed from an eating disorder. I mean it's just a coping mechanism. So I think it's I'm I'm just now like trying to really release myself from any like food behaviors that are distorted or disordered because it just shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first got it, it was like deadly and nearly killed me. And then it becomes manageable and like not, it doesn't worry anyone and you can hide it for years and years and years, but it does quietly in, you know, in private really ruin your life. And I just, I kind of got to a place in quarantine with it that I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't, you know, be eating in private and starving throughout the day, binging at night, you know, just erratic behaviors that I think I kind of isolated as maybe a, 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 much like my addiction to stand-up comedy, it's always an excuse not to get close to someone. Well, you know, I don't want to get close to that guy because then he'll see my weird eating habits and then he won't love me because I'm so disgusting when it comes to this thing. So I kind of am working right now to free up those and to take those out of my life and to get back to normal eating and have a normal relationship with food. And boy, that was just plugging a, a really a hole for me that I don't know what else to put in now. Now that yeah. those have kind of been more or less lifted and I'm eating normally and I'm not hiding things in that respect. I'm like, oh, it wasn't just that. You know, that wasn't the issue. That it was actually a band-aid for a lot of the the whatever wounds I have from my childhood. So EDMR actually sounds um, like something I should try. Cause that's the thing though, Maria is I don't have any trauma that is specific. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I almost wish there was a, and maybe I've like repressed it. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, Oh, maybe let's go in and dig some stuff up. And maybe I'm scared to dig some stuff up. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. You know, like 
I, I, I think that that could be a thing that I'm scared to even look into because I would prefer to keep being in denial of, of, of things that might've happened. Mm -hmm. So I got to do some more work, unfortunately. And it's, ugh, I'm already doing so much. This is the <laughs> time though. God. What, like, what a great pause we've been given. It is. I was thinking, um, there's also another guy I had on the show. I'm writing a list for you. Um, oh my God, I love but you. Peter Crone, he is really incredible. And when I sat with him, like he has you fill out a questionnaire and then you start to identify the things that you know, um, have plagued you. And one of it for me was like complete and utter fear of safety and all of that. And one of the breakthroughs he gave me was, you know, your, your fear when you were little and what happened <clears throat> when you were little, that's not, that's not, po that's not happening anymore. Right. Like that was, that was, you know, 10 year old Maria. That was, so anytime you have these <sighs> irrational fears like i am i was so hyper i'm hyper aware i'm hypersensitive to you know people that want to hurt me or whatever so i'm always like i said looking for the bad guy and i'm like the i'm in charge of the neighborhood watch so i'm really good at it <laughs> oh hilarious oh yeah i picture you in like that little like cap oh. like the silhouette guy on the all the window stickers so Nikki, you have <laughs> like no idea how legit insane i am with this but um, he was like, anytime you have these irrational, like you can't wake up until you go search the property and like, you know, you can't Whoa, find me, you can't go to really? bed. Yeah. I would always have these things. He was like, just remind yourself. That's like 10 year old Maria. That's not, you, you're, you're not unsafe anymore. You're not, not safe. So he did this whole process with me and I'll tell you, it really did release me a lot. Also having a huge ass German shepherd, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got you one of those too. Who yeah. will eat you? <laughs> Who will eat you? He literally will eat you. He's oh my, my, my guy. Um, but great. he really did release me of a lot. And it's, uh, as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It's, it's, it's really hard to get past some of these things and to face them and to deal with them, but we won't get better. You, you got to go through the fire. And, um, and I think that's the, the opportunity that we have right now is to kind of sit back, reassess. Um, we had a great episode with Erin Falconer. Mm -hmm. She wrote this book, how to get shit done. And she's like, take your life and do a like a time journal, like what you do every day. Like, you know, you do food journals. Yeah. She's like, do a time journal and look at where your time is going and then create three buckets that you want to like make sure you focus on. And just that's it. Because when we're trying to do 20 things, it's not not easy. So I'm creating my buckets. I'm going to figure out who and what I'm putting my energy into. I'm reassessing everything. And then 
you know, for you, like one of the things I keep hearing in my gut is surrender, surrender, Mm. surrender, surrender. I was able to surrender after I had brain surgery because guess what? Like that just knocks you on your ass. Right. And so I was like, okay, I surrender. I'm going to surrender my anxieties about everything. I'm going to surrender my need to control everything. I'm going to surrender my need to, you know, be a psycho ass, like 24 seven hardcore when you're sleeping, I'm working person. Yes. And it has made such a difference in my life. Now, do little things creep back up? I really try hard to keep those little fires from like becoming big, but surrender is it's got to be your new word because you've got to surrender your need to be all these things that people want you to be life is so friggin' short right and that is just taxing your immune system taxing your body people get autoimmune diseases because their their bodies are in fight or flight constantly so um you have to surrender you have to find a way to surrender caring And having to put on a show, right? We're always putting on a show. We're always, hello, we're on camera, gotta smile. It becomes, it's, I'm so resent, I'm becoming very resentful of it because the older I get, the more attention I get when I'm putting on the show. I just, I mean, I've been working with it a lot with my therapist of feeling resentful when people like me because of the show. Cause I'm like, they don't, they like the fake me and uh, the real me, no one even likes. I don't even get attention for it. If I was to quit the show, I'd lose all my followers. I'd lose all my fans. No one wants like the real me. I always have to be funny. I always have to look a certain way. I mean, it, and it just makes me really depressed. Like I, cause I can't keep it up. I, I can't always be funny. I can't, I'm not going to always be hot. You know, it will fade eventually. And if I'm putting my worth into that, it just, it, it, it leads to a lot of depression for me. The, the not surrendering and the, and to always be worried about what other people think it's, it's still like haunts me and, and the competition that what you just said of working when other people are sleeping or, you know, being jealous of people who work harder than me, who are actually, you know, not well because they work harder than me, being jealous of people that are look bedraggled because they're like, I get jealous of people who look like shit sometimes. Cause I'm like, (laughs) man, I, I I'm can't not, be good I should with that. look more like shit. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I, I don't want, when people are like, you look relaxed and healthy. I'm like, that's bad because I need to look tired. Like I want credit for, mm. for working hard and I need it to show. And it's yeah. just, it's a losing game. And it's just leading me to just living a, a life. I, what am what is this all leading to? If I can't enjoy my life, What's what am I doing point? this for? Totally. Right. What is the point? So I, I remember <laughs> after surgery when I was like, um, why did I think it was cool being in a, uh, like a workaholic? Like what, first of all, I was going so against my grain and I didn't even realize it because I'm like, I don't love it. Like other people love it. I really don't. Like I love to, to, you know, do what I do, but I don't need it the way other people need it. Right. Yeah. And that was something I realized when I was in the hospital I just got my head sawed open and I was like, Oh, I've been chasing people, using certain people as like my, like I had J-Lo and like Ryan Seacrest. They were like my pace, pace horses. I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Cause I admired them so much for being able to do everything. And I was like, but I don't want it like they do. I don't think. Why was I using them as my pace horse? Like, can I have like Gabby Bernstein be my pace horse? That's really (laughs) where I'm at. (laughs) Right. And so, um, priorities are shifting. And I think that collectively we needed this pause 
because we all have just gotten too crazy. Like think about when we would go to Europe, right? I would be the crazy American in a French bistro. Be like, can I get this to go? And the coffee, you don't have, you don't have to go cups for coffee. Like what? Like we were crazy people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the marking, having JLo be the person that you, I, 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 first of all, I, she's like someone I have to mute constantly because I'm like, I'm so triggered by how much she works and how much she always looks great when she's doing everything that she's doing. And she's so multi-talented and I I just, I do, I really have to mute her. I, it's, it's unhealthy for me when she's like doing these like cleanses and these diets and it's just it's very triggering and I'm not, and I'm not even trying to keep up with her. She's someone I'm just following. Cause she's like interesting, but I totally relate to like, I don't think I want it as much as them because it's inter- people always go, you must like love stand up so much, Nikki, you do it so much. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. It's not that I don't love stand up. I definitely do. It's like, as soon as I did it, when I was 19, I was like, I found my calling. This is what I meant to do. And I am good at it. When I am, when I write a new joke, if there's no greater feeling, all those things, but I don't really think I need it as much as like Dave Chappelle needs it. Like I, I look at someone like him who spends like four hours on stage sometimes and he is traveling all over to do it. And he's like putting on shows during quarantine. And I'm like, man, I should be doing shows during quarantine. And I've been feeling immense. I was so excited when this all went down because I was like, I get to stop doing stand up, and I don't feel guilt about it because everyone has to stop. Yeah. You know, the competition is over because yep. I think for so long I was just doing it because I wanted to keep up and I'm one of the best standups out there. I got to keep that title. And if I don't do it every night, I'm going to lose it because it's like going to the gym. Like mm-hmm. you can be the most in shape at some point. And that doesn't mean you're just going to stay funny. You have to just keep doing it every night. And I was so excited. I got to take months and months off. And then people started going on the road again. And <laughs> I was like, please don't. Please, you guys, just let's all agree to not do this for a little bit. Like, go yeah. start podcasting or something. Do anything else. And now I got offers to do drive-in movie theater, like pretty much drive-in movie theaters where you don't have laughs. You have people in their cars, like blinking their lights. Stop to- it to show that they're laughing. Like, like we were just talking about no laughter, just like car lights or honks or whatever, which is not why I do stand up is to perform in front of a bunch of cars, (laughs) this disembodied enjoyment of entertainment that it's, it's like doing it on Kimmel, like in an abandoned house with one person filming me. It's like, that isn't stand up to me, but I feel immense pressure to take these dates, not because of the money, not because I'm bored or because I really want to get my voice out there and say something about what's going on. But because if I don't, then other people will, and I won't be the best at it. And you're going to lose your spot and I I will lose my spot. And some other, I hate to say it, woman will take my spot because Mm -hmm. I'm not as threatened by men as women in this business. And I know that's like a controversial thing to say. And I wish it wasn't true that we are pitted against each other. And I know there's more, there's enough space for all of us, but is there, because it seems like one woman, like, you know, Netflix has a quota of how many specials they give to women versus men. Like, it seems like the numbers Mm -hmm. are still, there's not enough for all of us. So I feel very threatened by, other comics and women in general, like doing things. And that's what spurs me to like work so hard sometimes. And sometimes I go, I don't think I like doing this as much as these women do. So what am I making myself do this? 
for. Mm-hmm. So I, I have these dates coming up and it's, I'm really struggling with doing them because I don't, I want to really assess where my desire to get on the road is coming from. Okay. Is it because of competition or because I want to have, I have something to say and well, I want to have said fun. It. You and just I answered don't know. Your, you just answered your own question. Here's the thing. I'm prescribing mm. Susie Batiste. She's the, um, the CEO and founder of Poopery. I'm sure you use it in your oh, bathroom. Yeah. Okay. So she was a failed entrepreneur like a zillion times over sometime in her early forties. She was like, I quit. I suck at this. And she started creating these little oil concoctions for poop in her bathroom. Well, boom. <laughs> now she created this massive company. It's worth almost a billion dollars. She's the sole investor. And she taught us in an episode about resonance and dissonance. So after my surgery, I started judging what I was going to do based on resonance and dissonance. So when something feels resonant, you're lit up. You can't wait to do it. You don't want to stop. Everything is like butterflies or the, the rainbows. And it's amazing. You're so excited. Dissonance, you're like, ugh, I can't believe I have to go do this drive-in theater. No one's going to be freaking laughing at This isn't how I want to do it. That's how she makes her decisions. And wow. that's another one I want to prescribe for you because I will say this. I don't think I'd do anything then, Maria, if no, I did. <laughs> not true because you're wasting your energy on something that's not serving you anymore. I will tell okay. you, I used to say this soon after I realized that who we were at 19 when we discovered what we wanted to do and who we are now is two different people. So you're trapped in an old dream. Yeah. I feel like a child actor a lot of times where I was like, oh, I chose, I got sucked into this life at a young age and I'm adapting and I'm finding other ways and I still do love standup, but not for cars. Yeah. And by the way, this might be your moment. If you start to make these decisions and these adjustments, something's going to come to you that's going to feel resonant because you're going to allow space into your life for the new thing to come, whatever that new thing is, right? Like I gave up everything after surgery. I was like, okay, I am going to completely change my ways. And then I started going into this show and started doing all the health stuff and whatever. And now I'm kind of finding my, my new path, like what's really making my heart and my soul sing. And I, when I look back at like life, my first books, my New York Times bestselling books were all about helping people, all about sharing information, all about wanting to get better. There. And so these are the themes that I never wanted to be an entertainment news host ever. When I was in college, I did regular news because I loved telling people stories. I loved human interest. I loved helping people. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be in entertainment news. If anything, I was going to do sports because I loved sports. But guess what first came? It was entertainment news. And I, how could I say no? Like, this was amazing. How could you say no? And by the way, it. I was great at it. And mm-hmm. I killed it. <clears throat> and I'm so yeah, proud. Yeah, that's another thing. When you're good at something, you're yeah. like, oh, I meant to do this. Just it's because like, well, you can doesn't mm-hmm. mean you should. And so... Right. I did it. I'm so grateful for all of it because I I I got so much out of it. But now it it might be time for you to shift. Yeah. Was it hard <clears throat> for you though to turn down those jobs when they when those red carpets and those kind of jobs that were in that sort of um area of work popped up? Was it how did you say no to those things? And did you have guilt over it? Did you watch whoever did get that job and go, oh no, it could have been me. I mean, what yeah. was there any of that? Yeah, so after surgery, there was like a lot of pressure because I had a lot of things pre-surgery 
that like big deals and all this stuff. And uh, after yeah. surgery, I was like, oh my God, I got to be able to get on a plane. I'm like, but I can't get on a plane. I can't even walk. I'm so dizzy. Like this is insanity. So I kept pushing things. And luckily like my team was, you know, great with me or whatever. But then finally I was like, wait, what am I doing? I called up, I canceled certain deals. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I want to throw up at the thought that I'm going to go do this, you know, clothing line. I'm gonna have to fly across country and do things at one in the morning. I I can't do this stuff. And so I canceled these things. And then what happened was when I had space, certain people would call and I would say, you know what? That's with really great people. That feels good to me. I'm going to do it. So when ABC called and said, would you host the live ABC pre-show? For the Oscars, I was like, yeah, actually, I will. When Live with Kelly was like, will you do our red carpet special for um, the Oscars? Like, yeah, actually, that feels good. I really love you guys. I love working with you. I fill in for Kelly all the time. In fact, I'll be filling in for Kelly next week on Wednesday and Thursday. You guys can tune in. But, But now, when I do things, I'm excited and I'm happy to do it. And so when you get rid of all the... I have to's and get rid of all the dissonance, then you can like say, oh my God, you know what? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, I'm going to do that because that's going to be fun, right? And that's like, that's a cool like bucket list thing. I've I've done it and and I'm going to find a way to be the best, you know, they ever had. So that's like a big thing is like, you just have to, you know, you can't be afraid And you got to realize that, you know, I had a therapist that used to say, when you say no, you say yes to everything else. And I I, I always forget that because it just feels it's so difficult for me to say no. I mean, we fought so hard to get where we are, where we even get these opportunities. Yep. And, you know, I living at home with my parents and and. I come from a house that like really cares about we, not, not poor, but we live like we're poor. Like my parents are always stressed about money. So to turn down opportunities that mm-hmm. have this kind of money attached is, is really hard to do because it's just, you should just be so grateful that that kind of money is even offered to you. And to say no to things is mm-hmm. just, it's, it's such a, a luxury to be even be able to say no to things, but it is, it is so hard, but yeah. I really, um, that resonates with me so much the, the, the resonance versus dissonance, because it's funny. I, I mean, I remember an ex-boyfriend being like, I have never met someone that dreads literally everything you do. Like every job you do is always like, Oh, like I make that noise so often yeah. and, um, I don't have to, because there are jobs offered to me that are, that are very exciting to me. I, I know what it's like for something to be resonant, but it's not, it's not my first go-to because I, I associate pain and dread and doing <laughs> things against my will with, um, with success and, and like, and feeling fulfilled because of that. And it's just, yeah. um, I'm hearing what you're saying and I really, I really like it. And I needed this talk because I, I don't know that I want to um, do a lot of the things that I've kind of said maybe to. Yeah, and, and I think it. that it's done. It would feel good to say no, actually. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I understand and totally connect with what you're saying. My parents were poor. They were immigrants. They were janitors. We really struggled growing up. And so my dad would look at me and he would be like, are you nuts? I didn't make that in like 10 years. You're going to make that in one day. And so we get trained, you know, in that way. And yet 
yes, obviously we're appreciative and we're grateful. There's a difference, right? There's a difference between doing stuff that you feel like you have to and that you're going to dread. That's not good for you and your psyche and your soul. So if you've worked your ass off and you figure it out a way in life to be financially secure and you don't have to do it, then, then you don't have to do it. And, yeah. and then other shit's going to come and your life is going to yeah. get so much happier. Now, what you're going to have to work with all these other experts on is being okay with being happy. And I think that's something that Oof. we have to work on in our house too. I think we're so used to being at war that that's what we're attracting in a sense, because we don't know, we've not known as a couple non-war time. <sighs> <clears throat> so that's another realization where I'm like, We've not known wartime. Like Kevin is is renovating a property right now to flip and whatever. And everything's like chaotic, whatever. And I go, wow, you keep saying this is the last time, but yeah. it's never the last time. Never. Now, when you vacation, are, the, are you able to vacation and really relax? Or has that been something that, you know, took you a while to be able to do? Took a while. Uh, to be happy. It took a while. Yeah, it took yeah. a while. But um, I have like a no phone policy on vacation now. Oh, wow. And so, like, if I go away with a friend, which sometimes I'll do because Kevin doesn't always want to go, I don't know when we're ever going to be able to go away again. But um, I mm-hmm. always say, like, no phone policy. We are going to get to see each other. The whole point is we haven't seen each other. And, you know, like, my best friend and I will go and she's on, you know, opposite coast. I'm like, why do you need to be with your friends in Boston? You're going to see every day for 360 days out of the year when these are our five days. And yes. so... We have a no phone policy. We just check in at night when we're, you know, back in our hotel rooms. We can check in with family at night. But the rest of it is just play and fun and just forgetting about work. Um, and yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into that too. I found that like reconnecting with friends and going on friend trips has been one of the the greatest things I can do for myself. I'm actually going away next week. So I'm going to, I'm going to institute the the no phone thing. Cause I, that's the other thing. Got to get away from the phone. I've been avoiding yep. that, looking at that addiction for a while. Oh and it's God. like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop. I have to tackle that next. I was unaddicted and then coronavirus got me addicted <sighs> again. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's such a better place to be without it. I also wonder like, for you, hopefully, yeah, you find a place in St. Louis, move your shit out of New York and just say sayonara. Because yeah. I think that the longer you stay at your parents, I will tell you, like, I have that sometimes too. When you go back home, you get claustrophobic and you think it's all over. But if you create your own life there and like now you've got your thing and you've chosen to be there, for some reason when you're with your parents, it doesn't feel like a choice anymore. It's so true. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, I really hope that that happens. I'm just acting as if that will happen. That feeling will come when I get my own place. I'm yeah. scared that it won't because it's, I'm so far from it right now. And I feel so out of sorts and like, do I even have any friends in this town? What is it going to look like? Am I just going to move out and sit in an apartment alone with no one? And the truth is, no, I can then start to build my own life here, um, mm-hmm. and which I've not done because I live with them and I'm not be able to go out and make friends or, um, and so I think I really appreciate your advice. You're so wise. And so Aww. like, I just, I needed this more than I, I, I thought I did. Thank you. Well, this I really awesome feel like I just, too. I felt like I had a therapy session. <laughs> I feel you answered so many questions. I mean, I woke up this morning, truly depressed and like Aww. filled with dread. Cause I have to make decisions about 
things coming up and um and I feel like I got some answers during this time which I just was not expecting and it just feels a lot more clear and I'm just I don't know how you did it but I really feel less depressed which is generally I just have to like wait these storms out but I feel like something has been lifted uh, honestly I'm you're so you're glad. really good well I think it's because you feel free now like you feel free to do what you want to do yeah, well, Maria Menounos, who is like my, uh, you're my J-Lo, girl. <laughs> like watching, you set the standard of someone who works so hard but is so much herself and is is just radiant all the time and makes it look so easy, but I know works like so hard, has a, relate, a, a healthy relationship from what I can tell, um, is just, you know, beloved by everyone. I mean, mm. you're someone I look to as like has it all, but to hear that you've struggled with these things and, are in this place now because you've let some of the stuff that I'm holding on to go is a great uh, model for me. So I'll unmute you now. I'm just kidding. I'm never mute. <laughs> 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 and there's the laugh. There we go. Oh uh, Finally, we got it. <laughs> I'm so happy. I know. You know, my favorite thing about this show is you just never know where it's going to go. Yeah. And, um, and it's, you know, and it's one of my favorite things. So I'm so glad you got so much out of it. Um, you have my cell phone. We have, I know I do. We have texted. You can text me anytime. But remember that feeling. That's what you need to keep chasing is that feeling of freedom. And when we surrender and we say, yeah, actually going to do what I'm going to feel good about. Like literally write a note on your wall, resonance, dissonance, and then make your decisions based on that every single day. It will serve you every single time because you're going to be happy. And when you're happy and you're uplifted, ideas flow through and then you can execute because you're in a high vibration state and you've got energy and you're excited. But when we're, argh, I do the same thing. I would look at shit at my calendar, whether it was like meetups with friends, whatever. And I was like, oh my friggin' God, I can't, how do I get out of it? And I would try to figure out how I could cancel yes. all the time. And so, cause I overscheduled myself and I overdid it. And now I'm just like, I'm so much freer because I'm like, yeah, um, we'll try for that day. And if I feel good that day, cool. If not, then, you know, we won't do it. And the people who will stay in your life are the people who actually really love you and really want to be in your life. And everybody else can go screw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I really hear what you're saying. And I, I think that whatever you've done that's led you to doing this, I mean, it's, this show is so amazing. And I just, I mean, just being a guest on it, I got so much out of it. And so I can, and it sounds like every episode you have just these amazing guests. So you've really tapped into something that, I mean, I mean, you've been doing this, been in this business for so long and, and you really seem to be enjoying yourself and, uh, and doing something that you're, I mean, honestly, like very, very good at you've tapped into something. So I'm really, uh, I'm proud of you and, uh, you're definitely an inspiration. So thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you. And, um, I look forward to hearing from you and your free moments where you're excited. And, and then if you don't have exciting moments and you need a refresher, I'm going to send you a couple episodes. I have four episodes that I think are going to really be helpful for you, but you're right. We do have insane conversations every day where I'm like, holy shit, how did we top the last one like that? Cause the yeah. people People that we're bringing in are so amazing and we all are on our journeys to get better and that's what these people are doing if you can take one or two nuggets every episode and apply yeah. it then man like we're we're fast forwarding 
you know, especially we have a lot of young people that listen too. we're fast forwarding their progress. Like they're not going to be 42 still trying to figure out like, oh, why do I accept this shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. like, mm-hmm. that's got to get fixed. Like, but what the good thing is, is when shit doesn't feel right, that's your signal. That's, that's the universe telling you something's off. And what is off? Oh, okay. Then you can go investigate deeper into that. And okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got to fix. That's what we got to adjust. Cool. They're just signals and we're going to keep having them, right? Because as you're growing, it's like a video game. I look at life as like a video game. Mm-hmm. So we're Super Mario Brothers, like level one. Well, once you get through the level one, you get to level two, there are a whole new set of problems we get to. And by the way, those those bogeys are coming faster. The shit's getting real. And you got to get through mm-hmm. that. And then when you get to the next level, the stakes just keep going higher and higher. So we got to stay cool through the process, know that we have to like figure stuff out and, you know, the life is just about getting to those next levels of like enlightenment and betterment and, and trying to just find ways to be happy in, you know, this world. Yeah. And, and to enjoy the, the fruits of our labor and not always look for the next thing that's going to make us uncomfortable to get through. Like yeah. really it, cause like, like you said before, like what is the point of all of this mm-hmm. if we're not having fun in the process? So Yep. I, uh, well, I had fun in this process. I'm so <laughs> glad. Well, you have an amazing day. Say hi thank to mom and dad. I love their I like will. performance right on Jimmy. Here. Tell them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Lo- they'll love that. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye, Maria. Bye. Thank you guys. You're welcome. All right. So guys, we're giving her Patty Penn, yes. Peter Crone, yes. Tammy Valicenti, EMDR, EMDR. and uh-huh. Susie Batiste. Love. Those are, that's her prescription. P.S. This is what I do to people every time I meet them. I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You need this I'm person. Like, you need that person. I hold on for myself <clears throat> too. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Good. Right. So good. I, Maria, you like really spoke to Nikki. That was cool. I was like watching you unpack her. The cool thing is you're osmosising all this stuff on the show and Mm -hmm. becoming, you're kind of becoming one of the, well, you have been, but with every episode, I'm seeing you become the expert you're bringing on every week, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. pretty neat. I'm just so happy that, you know, that we were able to be helpful to her because, you know, it's, it's tough. tough. Life is hard, guys. Well, and like you said, Maria, too, it's like, Right now, I think it's a time where everything's just bubbling to the surface and we cannot suppress it. And we've suppressed it for a long time. Every single person has something they need to work mm-hmm. on. That's why the show is like every single person needs to grow and they're yep. on their own journey. So right now we're all like, <clears throat> <clears throat> and everyone needs this. So that was really cool. I mean, nice. I even like Jeff and I are so lucky because we get to be I here know. with you and listen to that and listen to you preach your preach your goodness and your knowledge so i got a lot of a lot out of that too thanks all right well guys you can follow nikki on all social platforms at nikki glazer we'll put that in uh the description uh, also she has a podcast called you up uh in the meantime follow us at maria menounos at jeff crane graham at kels meyer too and remember be nice people make good choices and be present Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.